Hello and welcome to the Total Access Extra Berwick Speedways podcast. Uh, we are at Berwick's Press and Practice Day. Well, actually, I'm with Greg Blair and the, the Press and Practice is finished, Greg. All the guys have been out. They've all had a ride. We're going to get exclusive kind of access. Uh, we're going to speak to the guys as they were getting in and out. What was what was going through their mind? At a kind of insight that you would never see on match day, so to speak. Uh, but Greg, on that is t- testosterone. Easy for me to say. Filled place to be uh, during when people are actually in here riding, trying to get their setups, etc. Yeah, aye. Everybody was uh, everybody was fairly pumped up, weren't they? They were all buzzing. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was exciting. It was good to see everybody going out on the track. Um, yeah, I think you know we had to go through as as riders. We we do do the press and practice. The press bit's the worst because we've got to stand there, get our photos taken, and. We're just itching to get out on the track, um, but yeah, when they when they went out, they sure did put a show on. I love the fact that riders act like big kids in practice. They you see them, they're absolutely buzzing just to get back on a bike. Oh, aye, aye, grin ear to ear. It's, you know, even walking in here and uh, the bike's firing up. When the smell hits you, now you know. Don't mean to sound like every single speedway fan in the world, but when the smell hits you and the noise hits you, and you get that vibration through your body, it's just. It's immense, isn't I, it? I must admit, see, after all these years coming to Speedway, I don't smell it anymore. Aye, you, there must be something wrong with you. I, 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 there must be, because I, I, don't get that, I don't get that smell that I used to get when I was younger. I can practically smell it for when I was younger, but I, can't, I, can't, I never get it for Speedway anymore, believe it or not. Must be the snooze. Must be. <laughs> must be. Do you know MD takes it? <laughs> anyway, getting back to the kind of Speedway side of things, track's looking great. One thing that's getting brought in that uh, fans wouldn't have seen this evening transponders this is blowing my mind so basically obviously behind the scenes it wasn't the, the kind of software wasn't working to, to, to spec so we never really got a true read of it explain to me greg as a rider what, what difference is transponders going to make in the sport uh, it's going to make a big difference uh, in some aspects uh, it's not going to make you know it's just fitted onto the front of the bike it's going to be it's going to be for lap times it's um it's going to help us out it's, i mean there's people saying it's for the helping out with who's finishing in what position um but it is going to give a more accurate reading uh for for the for the lap times it's not going to be about rolling off the starts it's not going to be anything about that that's not going to pick up um people moving at the start but it will you know it will help with the tight races and uh yeah them lap times as well so we spoke to Thomas and Rory uh, in the countdown show. Um, what vibe are you getting for them? Are you getting the vibe that they're looking forward to racing for the Bandits this season? I certainly am. Um, you know, they, they, they talked about how, you know, with the first 30 seconds uh, meeting up, the, the, the patter was flowing. They were all having a good laugh. I heard them all having a, a good laugh while the Bullets boys were ma- waiting to go into the office uh, for a bit of chat. Um, so, yeah, it, that's the thing with Beric. You, you do have a... There is something about this place that just, you know, gets everybody fired up, and it's a it's a very happy place to be. So yeah, um, I think they they'll be happy to put on the the bandits race suit this year, and yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Right, let's get into the pits and let's hear what the guys were saying during that practice session. DJ, you've literally just took your your helmet off as you've come in for a couple of practice laps. We've seen you change a few things in the bike. What is it exactly you're looking for on? a kind of practice session with us? Uh, obviously this is the first time on the bike uh, this year for me so I'm uh, I did the first session I was out I was just getting a few laps in and uh, getting all the coppers thrown off uh, now it's just uh, obviously betting in change uh, new, 
new primary chain, new rear chain, getting them all dialed in. So we've done that now, and uh, and here I, I was just trying to to get my starting back to where I wanted, you know, my gating, and uh, that's what we are looking to do. And uh, just trying to alter the bike a little bit to just get out the start. Riding is absolutely fine. I feel good on the bike now already, and uh, I feel very, very fast. And it'll be interesting to see with the transponders as well. So yeah, just the start. That's uh, my concern because it's eighty percent of racing is start. So yeah. Excellent. We'll catch up with you later, Thomas. Yeah, thank you. Rory, obviously we're here in pit lane, Matthew. You've been out for a couple of times on the bike. Good to blow the cobwebs off. Uh, yeah, you can really say cobwebs. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's nice. Obviously, got rained off early in the week, but. Yeah, it's just nice to, you know, ring its neck. Um, six weeks off the bike since uh, I raced in Mildura and, uh, yeah, track's nice. Um, yeah, just got to put the laps in. Absolutely, and looking ahead to the car, how much are the guys looking for a set-up now in preparation for next week? I think, like, the guy, well, a lot of us are in uh, a few meetings, like myself and Leon, I think we've got a few meetings in the week, so I'm uh, at Sam's tomorrow and then, and then Stevie's on on Wednesday, so hopefully, yeah, they, we'll get them two meetings, so they'll be going to the tapes in anger, um, and that will, you know, be in good stead for, for obviously Friday, Saturday. Excellent, I'll catch up with you in a bit, Rory, thank Cheers, you. thank you. Nathan, you look very chilled out here in pit lane with your coffee, you happy with the way things are going this evening? Yeah, yeah, it's good to obviously get a few laps on, you know. Last time I rode a bike, I, I had a little skid down at Oxford on Wednesday, but our actual press day got cancelled, so... Last time I really rode a bike was here when I broke my shoulder, so it's nice just to get a few laps under your belt, get yourself going again, and then obviously start trying to work on setups and stuff. So. Nothing's really changed for last year, has it? Nah, pretty much, <laughs> mate. You know they've obviously done a bit of different stuff with the track and whatnot, so like it's it's obviously working out quite nice, and we all seem to be enjoying ourselves and having a bit of a crack at the same time. So it's the main thing, isn't it? Excellent. Good to see you sort of last. We'll catch up with you in a wee bit, right, Nathan? Yeah, cheers. Good, Jai, even at uh, the stage of press and practice, obviously there's a lot of changes happening to the bike here. Um, what are you looking for, even in press and practice day when you're making those changes? Uh, just trying to get a good setup. Obviously, we've got a meeting next weekend, so just trying to find the right setup for that, uh, as we're hoping to have the track exactly the same. So, I feel like uh, first one just bed the chains in and everything, and then gave it a bit of a crack then, and uh, yeah, just changing a few setups to see what I can get working and make me faster. Getting more comfortable on the bike now as well after your practice in Poland last week? Yeah, definitely. I've had like four four days out there and it's pretty full-on practice out there, straight from the tapes, racing. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like no problem on the bike at the minute where half of the, well, nearly everyone here hasn't even done laps yet. So I'm just, yeah, just trying to find a setup in that now for, for this weekend, or oh, next weekend. Archie, we've seen you having some bike issues earlier on. What was happening there? I don't know if I'm honest. Um, I'm trying to start the bike and it's just it's not making some very friendly noises. So I've, I've left it for now. Got my other bike. So just hope this one works. Let's go. Let's get some laps under your belt this evening. All right. Good bit. All the best. Cheers, man. Mason, you're looking awfully shiny there and all your new suits, new helmets. Uh, how you find that out there? Uh, it's good, yeah. Um, I've had the first laps just before and uh, it was just good to get back on the bike and uh, I kind of surprised myself how well I went for the uh, first time since I broke my hand last year so 
We've seen a few guys have a few issues in the pits. Are you glad to be avoiding that so far this evening? Aye, aye, hopefully it can stay like that for the rest of the year. Um, it's nothing worse having some problems just before you go out, but the bikes are all looking good and they're, they're working how they should, so hopefully just keep it that way. Yeah. Leon, you've been out for a couple of laps now. Uh, good to be back in the bike. You obviously said on the, the Total Access Countdown show, um, maybe worried about the bottle, so to speak. I knew you were only tongue-in-cheek there, but how did it feel to be back on the bike? Oh, it was coosty, yeah. I've never smiled uh, like this in a fair few months, but I absolutely class to get on the bike. And uh, first year, kind of building everything up from scratch, and we didn't lose too many bolts, so that was a plus. But I absolutely class. Um, Track's absolutely unbelievable, and uh, I were all having a great time. Good man, get out there and get another couple of laps under your belt. Speak to you in a bit. We're going to go down uh, pit lane again, see if we can catch someone else. Uh, we obviously seen um, Jonas pull up with some bike issues um, just a second ago. There, I'm just going to ask team manager Gary Flint what happened there. Gary, uh, we seen Jonas pull up on the the start line there. What's going on there? He's just lost the free play in his clutch, so he had no feel. Um, you know, they're pretty meticulous with their clutches, aren't they? So he's keen on getting that sorted before it, it causes any major issues and he'll get out there again. Some good feedback on the track tonight as well. Obviously, it was a bit dry, it was a bit of a drier day today. Looked as if the track had been prepared for rain as well, though. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We we knew it was going to be a wet week and it has been. So, uh, yeah, top marks to raise there and, and all the boys are coming in and buzzing for it. So. Excellent. Gary, don't think you're off the hook. I'm going to come back to you in a wee while. I'm just going to get down pit lane for the rest of the podcast as well, OK? You've had some clutch issues this evening. You're on the second bike now to get some laps under your belt. Yeah, uh, 100%. I hope we can get some uh, laps in now, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I think we will. How frustrating is it in a, pra a practice session when you can't get the bike to actually go and do what you're wanting to do? Yeah, uh, it's it's annoying, but it's the game. It's speedway. It's the first practice. Things sometimes don't work out uh, like you wanted to. So. That's unfortunately just today. What changes have you made? Uh, I'm, I'm switching the bikes now. The other bike, the bearing, came up for the clutch, so um, that needs a new bearing. So, Scott, present practice, and we've seen the trials, the tribulations. We're trying to give people a representation of what the pit area is like uh, on race day. I think this represents it fairly with the amount of frustration that's kicking about, and people want to get things perfect but even behind the scenes with transponders and stuff not exactly giving the correct information it's tough this is a tough world to live in it is it is but it's exciting as well you can you can feel that like you say the tension everybody's excited to get back out on track and uh nah it's a buzz man it's great to be back a lot of hard work but you know seeing the boys rip around the track and the track looking a million dollars it's uh it's all worth it, all, those, all the grey hairs. <laughs> it's, it's always difficult when guys are just riding around on their own, but who's really impressed you tonight? I've got to be honest, everybody has. I, I'm, I'm really, really buzzing with the commitment of the boys on the track. They're going out there, they're attacking it. We've done a lot of track work in the winter, and um, you know they're rewarding us by, by going out there, and there's literally every single one of them um, I'm blown away by, to be honest. The Bandits boys are just flat stick and, and doing great. I'm sure you've been through it yourself, but we've seen Archie Freeman and obviously Jonas Knudsen having some some big issues, which must be extremely frustrating on a practice, even though it must have happened to yourself at some point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, it is the right time to get it out of the way. It, it's the right time to have your gremlins. 
um, especially when there's slightly mysterious problems, clutch issues and things like that. Um, that means when you when you get to race day, you can actually get on with, with the job in hand. So, you know, practice during the winter in the UK is a, a tough thing to come by. So, you know, I feel sorry for the lads that they haven't had track time before this. But, uh, but I get the problems out of the way tonight and we can rock and roll next week. Greg, we've had our walk down pit lane. We've spoke to the majority of the guys and the bandits and Bullet said we've seen issues. There's noisy, it's manic, it's anxiety-inducing, there's frustration, there's all sorts of emotion in there. And hopefully on this podcast we've kind of highlighted what that's actually like and represented fairly what race night can be like, because this is only a practice session. I'm sure they get anybody that's listening to this can hear just what a testosterone-filled place this pit area is. That's exactly it. I mean, practice nights like this, it is very similar to what happens during the meeting. Uh, the adrenaline's high when there's machinery that's not working right. Um, the guys get a bit annoyed with it. You know, they've had all winter to get these bikes prepared. And when something goes wrong, just a silly little problem, uh, they beat themselves up about it. But um, everybody seems to have a smile on their faces. Uh, they're quite happy. Track's fantastic. Riders are uh, they're, they're looking stylish and fast out there. So, yeah, um, looking forward to the first meeting now. Greg, you mentioned before we went into pit, the pit area, the pit walk, whatever you want to call it, um, that this place gets under your skin. What do you attribute that to? How? What, what, what makes this place so special? I mean, I know myself, I worked elsewhere, came to Berwick because of the, the guys that were working here and really wanted to help. Love, I absolutely love this club. What, what do you think it is that makes people get like that, where it gets under your skin and you, you end up becoming part of this Berwick family? I think that's exactly it. It's becoming part of the family. You're just welcomed in. Um, and the stories that these guys have got, you know, I mean, the, the, the black and gold is just literally a stone throw away from the back of the, of the stadium. Uh, and you sit down there and a few boys will start telling stories, whether it be from the 70s, 80s, 90s or the noughties, there's always some good crack. And it's it's brilliant to be a part of um, and just everybody being so supportive with everybody else but at the same time taking the mick you know it's not uh, it's not all cuddly and everything else like that they do have a laugh few pranks get played um, and I think the thing at Berwick is you can't nobody comes in here thinking they're better than anybody else because they'll soon get brought down a peg or two uh, so yeah it's um it's I would just, say fools don't get suffered here. Oh no, not not at all. I mean, if you if you're walking about and thinking you're the big guy I am, nobody's got any time for you. You know, um, it doesn't matter if you're uh, track staff, rider, tractor man, you know, whoever you are, uh, you're all the same here at Berwick. You all get treated the same, and uh, that's what I like about it. Absolutely. I got told earlier, I can't believe this stat, um, I probably should know this considering I actually work for the club, is that there's only 12,000 people live in Berwick. You know, I think it's incredible the level of support that the club gets considering that small population and target audience that we have. Uh, yeah, I think it's because it's it's been here forever. You know, uh, the majority of the people that come here probably can't remember a Berwick without Speedway on a Saturday night. And I think that's the reason that they, that they get so much support. Um, you know, Leon got an award from the, from the mayor earlier on in the week, which was a, a big thing for him. So, yeah, um, it just goes to show how much support this place has got, and uh, long may it continue. Absolutely. As part of the podcast, what we're going to do here, Greg, is we're going to play a game of Bandit or Not a Bandit to see your knowledge of Berwick Bandit Speedway. So I'm going to start. All you've got to say is, Bandit, Not a Bandit. Okay? Right, got you. Ready. Got you. Kelvin Tatum. Bandit. Gary Flint. 
Oh, now. Does this mean guesting or not? Just, uh, they've got to be a fully fledged bandit. No. Richie Hawkins. Yes, bandit. James Greaves. Not. Oh. Ryan Fisher. Not. Jimmy Nielsen. Bandit. Nick Morris. Bandit. Scott Courtney. Ba bandit. Edward Kennett. Getting him uh, not. He's a bandit. Stuart Robson. Not a bandit, no. Robert Erickson. I d- don't know who that is, I don't think. For Edinburgh, 1997, and Berry King. He's not a bandit, I'm only winding you up. <laughs> <laughs> Les Collins. Um, not. Ty Wiffenden. Not. Richie Worrell. Not. Carol Stone here. Not a bandit. Tom P. Madston. Bandit. Correct, right. So you say Kelvin Tatum, which was right. Flinty was not a bandit. No. Hawkins was a bandit. Right. Greaves was a bandit. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fisher wasn't. Jimmy Nielsen was. Nick Morris was. Scott Courtney wasn't. Edward Kennett was. Stuart Robert Robson wasn't. Erickson wasn't. Collins wasn't. Wiffenden wasn't. Warrell wasn't. Stonier wasn't, but Tom Pete Masden was. I think he done fairly well there, to be honest. It's not too bad. So I take it James Greaves done the same kind of thing as what uh, Kev Little did and done all the Northern tracks. I am sure James Greaves rode in 1998 for the Bandits. 1998, some good Bandits knowledge there for me right off the top of my head. That's some good knowledge there, and not having anybody over your shoulder (laughs) nodding their head at you. Uh, Get some slight help here for Graham McCleary uh, in the background, but you've done very well there, uh, Greg. Just looking ahead, we, we spoke about it a lot, obviously, in the, the, the Total Access Countdown show as well. Red Car, formidable opponent to be coming up against in the first the first couple of meetings of the season. But the way I see it is that it's a bit of an always situation for the Bandits. Nobody really expects us to get through this, do they? Apart from if you're sitting in the black and gold with a pint listening to us. Ah, yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, there is, nobody is expecting us to, you know, I think people would like it to be a close match. Um, but like I've said I think all the pressure is on Redcar and I've been in these situations before when I've been riding with the Bullets you prefer to go into a meeting you know as the underdogs so aye um, I I think think it makes it all go sweeter as well remember when we were down at Kent absolutely lashing down with rain it was about four foot of water on the track we carried on, we'd done it and we ended up beating them and it was such a buzz to be that underdog and coming through that and actually winning the meeting. Yeah, I think, you know, funnily enough, for anybody who could remember that or seen any pictures of it, that Kent meeting uh, in 2021 was my uh, probably my highlight of my career um, to ride in that meeting. Uh, I've never seen rain like it. Uh, they were wanting to stop the meeting and, of course, it's the away team that get the final say. And um, they were going to call it, and Flinty was like, "No, no, no, we'll we'll keep going." And they had a few issues during the meeting, and their their heads went down. The Kent team's heads went down, and we were buzzing. I remember reading after it the noise that was coming. It was a Kent fan or Kent official. I can't remember which one who said the noise coming for the bullet side of the pits was extraordinary. Everybody, it was like Romans getting into battle. Yeah, that was it. We were all having a laugh. We were passing each other. Like, 
I was going out on track and I was wearing other people's goggles, other people's gloves because it was that wet. Um, there was one point where my bike broke down and we got it fired up again, broke down again. This was all on track under two minutes. Uh, everything was that dirty that um, I think I got to the second lap and I pulled a little locker and realised I wasn't even riding my own bike. Uh, that, <laughs> that's how uh, that's how dirty the bikes were. So yeah, we uh, it, it was a fantastic meeting to be a part of and I think it was just that, you know, the being on tour thing as well. Um, nobody's really miserable when, on, when they're on tour and that's that's another great thing about uh, Speedway and especially with the Barrett Club because... Uh, you know, it's not just the riders. Well, the riders kind of have to stay sensible, but our mechanics and management are a bit loose. We <laughs> uh, can get a bit carried away. It's sometimes the riders have to keep an eye on the management. As I say, hi-ho, Berwick Billets. I believe was the chant at Wolverhampton. But as I say, that's uh, what's ahead of the bandits this week. They're going on as underdogs. Uh, and it'll be all the sweeter when we go through to the next round of the Quail Cup. Uh, Greg, thanks very much for joining us in Total Access extra the podcast uh, Berwick Speedway's podcast of course you can catch up with everything uh, Berwick Speedway and the Total Access Countdown show as we look ahead uh, to that KO Cup tie against Redcar next week uh, until next time we'll speak to you later